Hey guys, this is David from the Wrestling Guy Store, and I want to give a shout out to the Born Leaders Podcast. Oh, and by the way, Daniel Bryan is the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome everybody to the Born Leader Podcast, your boy Levante S. Smith. This is your girl Jamie B. We got a special guest today. I'm David from the Wrestling Guy Store. Who is David? Uh, just a wrestling guy. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm a big wrestling fan and baseball fan and, you know, now older with uh, too many kids and can't even tell them apart anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you grow up at? I just said I grew up around here. I grew up in uh, Southgate. Uh, so right here we're in Huntington Park, but I grew up in Southgate, which is the neighboring city. I mm-hmm. uh, lived there all my life, and yeah, it's the first time I actually spent some time in Huntington Park, thanks to the store. Okay. When did you first start uh, watching wrestling? Uh, I started about when I was like eight years old. Um, we used to watch the, the Saturday morning cartoons, like Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. and all that. And you know, in the morning you would watch like the Smurfs or something, and then Chipmunks. And then I knew it was like 11 o'clock when Bugs Bunny would come on because, okay. or Looney Tunes. That was the last cartoon and then they'd go into like NBA or whatever. So I watched the whole, the whole Lo- Looney Tunes and then they finished and me and my cousin were sitting at home like, what are you watching now? And then <laughs> he's like, you want to watch something that looks like boxing? And I'm like, okay. And he flipped it on to like channel 11. And uh, sure enough, it was WWE, WWF Superstars. Okay. And I saw Hillbilly Jim with Uncle Elmer. And I think they were doing the little dance that they do. And I'm telling you age, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. And next thing you know, I was hooked. The next day I woke up on Sunday and I was like, oh, I got to find this. And I kept going through the teeth. But I kept getting all the religious shows. Oh, so yeah. Like, Sunday, yeah. Got all the pastors and all that. I'm like, God forgive me for putting my wrestling. And sure enough, it came on, it was Wrestling Challenge, and I was like, oh, even better. So I, then I got hooked. So about eight years old, I was hooked. That was it. How was it growing up at Huntington Park? Um, it's, it was pretty calm. It's always been pretty calm. Uh, well, since I was in Southgate, Huntington Park, uh, <laughs> we, it was a little rivalry between the two cities. Mm, but okay. it was pretty calm. Southgate was, you know... It was just like you would see like on the Wonder Years, like the TV show. And okay. Stuff. Like you would play outside. We would play outside. I had a big front yard, so I would wrestle with my brother out there and not have to worry about anything. And okay. But then you knew, and then Huntington Park was always cool because that was like our little outdoor mall because we had all the the big name stores were on like one boulevard. And so you would, and it's still here at Pacific Boulevard. So you would go down there, and that's where you would do all your back to school shopping and all your, you know, go to Toyville, which was. I'm showing my age again. Yeah. Yeah. Which was like my Toys R Us. So I would buy all my wrestlers there and all my stuff there. So, What made you decide to open up a wrestling store? Well, since I'm a big wrestling fan, I said, uh, you know, I want, I want to try it and see how it goes. I used to have a, a cell phone business. Okay. And uh, back... Man, I just keep aging myself. So when I started the cell phone business, uh, I worked in selling them at the malls first. And okay. then I said, oh, I could do this. So I looked into it and I wanted to open my own store. So I opened a cell phone store. And at that time, 
you know, you, it was either Verizon, AT&T Wireless, Singular Wireless, oh, yeah. or T-Mobile. And then if you went pre and Sprint, I think, and Nextel were the big... Remember Nextel? Yeah, yeah. that's true. You said Singular, too. I mean, you already told Jay. Like, yeah, Singular, yeah. Was, uh, yeah, you told Jay. You know, <laughs> so that, at that time, you needed good credit to get the phone. Yeah. And if you didn't have good credit, they wouldn't give you nothing. <laughs> so I started making some money, but you the money was behind the contracts. Mm -hmm. So in, in Southgate and Huntington Park, you know, unfortunately, you don't have the people with the greatest credit. Mm -hmm. And so we weren't able to get a lot of contracts. <laughs> so I said, I have to add something to, to make money. Right. So I started, I said, well, I'm a wrestling fan. I love Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm -hmm. I go, Let me see if I can get these shirts wholesale. And at that time, John Cena was barely coming up. Okay. Rey Mysterio was barely coming up. Mm -hmm. So I looked, I Googled, well, not Googled, but I went online. I'm like, oh, let me see how what I can find. And finally, I found a WWE t-shirt wholesaler. So I added those shirts to my store. Finally, after a couple months, I, I gave up on the store. We were losing money. And I had whatever shirts I had left over, I went to the swap meet. And I said, well, let me try to sell them here at the swap meet, which mm -hmm. is Santa Fe Springs. Okay. Uh, I sold out of the t-shirts I had, which were licensed shirts, uh, like in the first two hours of the, of the swap meet. Whoa. Yeah. How much? How much did we you were sell selling for? We were selling for like 10 bucks. Like the little, like kind of like the ones we have here in front mm -hmm. with just a wrestler yeah. in the front and it said their name. And I was like, okay, this is cool. Let me, but the bad part was <laughs> I parked my car in the spot inside the swap meet. Mm. So you couldn't leave. So I, <laughs> I was there from like six o'clock till 11 o'clock at night. Just sitting there. <laughs> you already sold two hours, 10 hours ago. Yeah. So, oh, but at least I got the, and that's when I first discovered, uh, that one song, Lonely, by Akon. <laughs> I kiss FM. So I was listening to that for a couple of hours, and I'd be like, oh, there it comes on again. And then, so when we did that, I said, well, you know what? RVD had a wrestling store. Yeah. And that was his yeah, uh, yeah. And yep. so I was like, I wonder if I can kind of recreate that. But his was wrestling and comics. And mm. I said, I wonder if I could do that. And then I always said, like, why doesn't WWE have a Disney store? You know, like, why don't they have their own... Rick and mortar. So I started that way, and I said, "Okay, let's try it." So at the Swami, I started bringing in little things, and then little by little, we were just the the one spot for a wrestling. And then when this opportunity came in to move in here, I said, "All right, let's try it." So this is actually step two of my okay. four step plan. <laughs> so oh, you kind of got the monopoly because well, I don't know <laughs> no other place that has like a wrestling store. I, well, uh, around here, yeah, that's, you could drive to. It. Yeah. Well, you know. I think that some people want to do it and they, and they have the intentions of mm -hmm. trying to do it. But I think they've always asked me like, is it easy? And I always tell everybody it's not because it's such, it's such a niche market yeah. that mm -hmm. it's so difficult to, you know, you know, to make it work. Uh -huh. yeah. You know, and then I think it's, we've been lucky. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How did you come up with the name for your store? So we, the same time when we were doing the swap meet and once the swap meet kind of picked up, uh, I went through like 10 name changes, let me tell you. Yeah, give me two. <laughs> I, I, we went through like Wrestling Extreme, okay. which did not do well. <laughs> you just took off the ECW. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we tried Wrestling Figures, but then we found out that was copyrighted by mm -hmm. uh, Ringside. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. Said, this okay. might not be good. Yeah. You don't want to get sued. Yeah. So I think we went through like, we said like uh, Wrestling Smackdown. We went through like all these names and we're like, all right, what do we, what do we name it? So, 
we said, you know what, forget it. And so we went to this fair, this carnival, mm-hmm. street fair, and uh, the guy goes, when we signed up for the spot, he's like, well, what's your business name? And I'm like, oh, we don't have one. He's like, well, what do you sell? And I go, oh, WWE action figures, t-shirts, and yada yada. He's like, okay. So the day of the fair comes, the street fair comes, he goes, oh, hey, Dave. I'm like, hey. He's like, oh, your booth is uh, set up already. Just go make a right over here. Mm-hmm. He's like, your name should be on a piece of paper on the on your spot. So I'm like, all right, cool. So we're driving, and I see a little paper that says, the wrestling guy. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So, I tell my, so I'm sitting there with my wife, and I'm like, man, that'd be a pretty cool name. And, but we thought, ah, it's too generic. Yeah. But then, coincidentally enough, that next weekend we were at the swap meet, and I heard this guy walking by. He didn't know it was me, and he's like, oh, let's go see what the wrestling guy has. <laughs> so I was like, that's a sign. That's a sign. That's a sign. I, so, I like it. it. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's, it's not too much. It's just the wrestling it's straight, guy. It's straight to the it's point. It's straight to the point. Yeah. The wrestling guy got all the stuff. That's it. <laughs> so I said, you know, it works. We, we, I wanted to be like the WWE guy, mm-hmm. but then I said, because I know we carry all WWE, mm-hmm. I go, I don't want to get sued. Right. Yeah, you don't want to lay on your hand. Yeah. They got Ron, good lawyers. Yeah, Ron Simmons told me that one. Ron, see that? Well, if you can't see, but the w, the scratch logo, uh-huh. that was originally where the W is on the wrestling guy. Oh. So what happened is we had Ron Simmons here, and he pulls me aside and he goes, Brother, if you don't want to get sued, change that W. And I go, why? He goes, because WWE will be on your... And I say, but oh yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll be like WWE will be on your ass, <laughs> and he goes, you don't want them on your ass. Yeah. So he goes, trust me. He goes, I like you. He goes, avoid any problems with the, the E. And you know Ron Simmons and that, you know, that he, yeah, yeah, you, know, you already know him for the damn. Yeah. So he's just like he's telling me this in like the most passionate way. He yeah. Can. Put a deep pass. Yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for him to go, damn. <laughs> but then he, uh, so I, I called my buddy. I'm like, hey, can you change that W? <laughs> like right away. Yeah. So he did. Like two days later, he put the other W. That's why the reds are a little different. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at that. Yeah. It's a little faded. It's all right. It's a little bit. What year did you open your store? So we opened here in 2013, but I've been doing this since 2005. Ooh. So the Swami was a. Uh, we started there February two thousand five, and then we opened here in February of two thousand thirteen. And I remember because my son, who's in the back, uh-huh. was only uh, going to be a year old when we opened. Oh wow! Yeah, and that was his favorite song actually to go sleep. Akon's Lonely. Oh, oh. <laughs> because he, he was that. in the car for yeah. eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's when you used to have what is uh, LimeWire and Napster, and you go on there and you start Google. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna get arrested for this. <laughs> I'm aging myself. I'm <laughs> self-criminalizing. Jeez, I'm Has this pandemic slowed you down? You know, it's funny. It actually was reversed. It actually helped us. Um, a lot more kids were staying home. And I think they were looking for ways to distract themselves. Oh. And parents were looking for ways to distract them. So our sales actually... Well, first I want to say we have great, great customers. I'm very... Uh, I don't want to say faithful. What's the word I'm looking for? Loyal. Loyal. They, you know, they, I've, I've been lucky that they've made, you know, they, they came through when we were struggling. So, uh, and then when the pandemic hit and we thought we were struggling, people started coming in and purchasing and purchasing. And, but then we noticed, we thought, okay, maybe that's just for, I think we got to reopen a year ago around this time. Uh-huh. And then we realized maybe like January, like, wow, we're really 
pick it up and sell. And yeah, it, we found out, Mattel told us too, like their sales were like 30, 40% higher than what they expected. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's because kids were staying home. So kids were playing with the figures, you know, getting shirts. Mm -hmm. That's why we invested more in like the Legends shirts for during the pandemic, because we noticed you know, nobody wanted to wear like a Seth Rollins shirt when you can't go to the event. Yeah, you know. Right. So we started saying, well, let's get the Stone Cold Steve Austin's. Let's get some NWOs. <laughs> let's get some. You know, let's get more Stone Colds, uh, NWOs, Eddie Guerrero. Let's just get old school because people, fans, want to wear the old school stuff. Yeah. You know, so and it's actually helped. Now we're kind of seeing with everything opening up, though. Now we're kind of seeing sales kind of. Go back to where they used to be. Oh. So we're like, yeah, you know, we had a little yeah, fun you had a little run. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever said, man, fuck this store? I'm about to close in and just <laughs> do something, do something different. Every day. No. <laughs> <laughs> Every time your brother walks out the door. Just <laughs> 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 you walked in a couple of hours. I'm done. No. <laughs> no uh, a couple of times we. <laughs> We have made, a couple years ago. We took a yeah. It was pretty bad. Like our second, third year here, mm -hmm. it was pretty bad. But again, the customers came through, and then everything like kind of snowballed mm -hmm. in a positive way. Okay. Uh, we started having some wrestlers like, hey, I'm gonna be in town. Want me to do a signing for you, and I'm gonna help you out. So I always thank uh, Melina, uh, former WWE superstar, mm -hmm. and I always thank uh, Melissa Santos, who used to be the ring announcer for Lucha Underground, mm -hmm. and of course uh, China. We actually. Oh, got lucky that's when uh um, yeah, like, she they actually reached out to us from the show botched mm. uh, on e and they were looking for a location at the same time we're like oh should we open stay open or not and they were looking for a location to film her i don't know if you ever seen the show botched but it's like plastic surgery mm -hmm. gone wrong and then these doctors repair it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Seen it, yeah. and they always put them like in a scenario where they get to, you know, like if it's the boyfriend, then they, they send them on a nice date and show what they look like mm -hmm. or whatever. So hers was, here at the store, was her doing an appearance after oh, her, okay. her, her surgery was done. And uh, unfortunately, she passed away before they ever aired it, so they never got to air it. But it helped with sales, because once China was here, the air, more people got to know the store. And then a couple of weeks ago, because I wanted to be at Universal Studios. <laughs> how, how, how do you meet these wrestlers? Like, because I've seen there's wrestlers do come to your store. Like, like they follow you. Or are you going in DMs? And are you just a known wrestling guy? You know, sometimes I, I DM them. And I have to sometimes um, let them know I know somebody that they know. Oh, okay. Uh, sometimes you have to go through their, their agents. Okay. Uh, but a lot of them, honestly, I've met because of other wrestlers. They'll tell me like, "Hey, I'm gonna put you in contact with so and so and so and so," and then that, and then it just grows from there. So uh, John Morrison, actually, I'm very thankful for and Melina because they both put me in contact with so many people. That's and good. so and Victoria is the most amazing because she's put me in contact with way more people than I ever thought it was. <laughs> so that's helped a lot. So I would say more word of mouth has helped. Uh, as far as meeting the wrestlers more than anything else. Okay. Is it difficult, without mentioning any names, is it difficult with certain wrestlers to get them here? Yeah, there's some that are a little more, not because of them, it's mostly the agents mm -hmm. are a little tougher. Yeah. yeah, I I mean, I, I don't mind mentioning this one, but we were, we always wanted Ashley Masaro okay. to do an appearance here. Mm -hmm. um, 
I had a big crush on her when she was in the Diva Search. Um, I, I liked the punk rocker girl look, and I was like, wow, she's, to me it was like, wow, she's gorgeous. Uh, and as a fan, you know, you want to meet somebody that you really like, and I really liked her, and I was like, okay, I wanted to bring her into the store, it would be special to me. Unfortunately, her agent was more, was more worried about booking the Playboy, Playmate DJ, or whatever it was, then he was about booking her. And even though I explained to him, like, you know, this is a family-oriented store. I can't have the Playboy. I'm <laughs> just going there. in and out my yeah. <laughs> DJ, you know, because in my mind, I'm thinking, like, oh, my God, they're going to be a bikini. Right. <laughs> you, you don't know, know what's going yeah. on. Yeah. I can't control it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining I'm Hugh Hefner or something. <laughs> you know, sitting there. <laughs> I'm like, no, this is not going to happen. And so it never happened. And then, unfortunately, you know, so when they asked me, like, who's somebody that, passed away that you regret not having, she's probably, uh, she's on my list of, of superstars. So that's one that I always say like, you know, that was probably the difficult one that I really wish would have worked out because I think she would have, she would have done amazing here. Now you had an incident here with Andrade a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you tell people what happened? <laughs> <laughs> so, we, <laughs> So every meet and greet since the pandemic has hit, we've avoided lines and we avoided, um, yeah, just big crowds. Mm -hmm. and we, we, we limited the VIPs. We knew Andrade, we're in Huntington Park. Huntington mm -hmm. Park is a very Latino populated area. Yes. And mostly Latino and, and it's a lot of Mexicans. Mm -hmm. And Andrade is a big name in the Mexican community. Yeah. And so we said, we know there's going to be a lot of people. Mm -hmm. like, okay, he's hot, he's awesome, you know, he just got released, mm -hmm. he's dating Charlotte. I mean, everything was working for him. Behind yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I said, when we announced him, we're like, all right, let's go. So we said, we're only going to do a certain amount of VIPs. But his VIPs that we have, I think we were only going to do like 40 or 50 VIPs. They sold out in two days. Mm. So I'm like, all right. So I told the guy. Is the, that your fastest VIP? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was like, wow, this is incredible. So I said, told the guy that was helping bring him in, like, hey, we just sold out. And he's like, well, sell more. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't think that's a good idea. But I went against my better judgment, and I sold. we sold up to 90. So then in my head, I'm like, man, we're going to have this long line of 90 VIPs on one side, and we're going to have like 200 people on the other side. Mm. So then we said, so then the parents came and were like, oh, let's not... Uh, do a line. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna put them in the line. I go work. I, I had bought like this texting app to text people and let them know like, hey, we're gonna text you and it's your time. Well, oh, okay. that didn't help because oh, I thought they did. <laughs> no, Andrade wanted a line, so I went against my better judgment and I said, at first I was like, no, oh, we shouldn't have a line, but I get it. He wanted a line, so when he came in, it will look like the biggest yeah, meeting yeah. in history. So we did the line. Unfortunately, the line went all the way to the sidewalk all the way mm. and and we had and even though we had given people time slots so we would say like if you came in we would say okay you're from 1 to 115. Mm. don't come until 1240 mm -hmm. or 12:45 to check in you're from 1 30 to 2 o'clock you know whatever people still stuck around and hung out so parking was a headache oh so now we have the line we have 90 vips we have cars being blocked. Oh my we have God. people looking for parking and blocking people's parking. 
So next thing you know, and this is not a big parking lot. No, it's only like twelve cars. <laughs> the sheriff's came, huh? Yeah, I'm sitting in here, just where I'm at right now, taking pictures of the VIPs. Like, oh, I'm, and, and I don't know if you ever watched Married with Children, but I'm a big Married with Children. Uh, and there's an episode where Al Bundy is having so much good luck that he even says, "If I admit I'm having good luck, a bad luck is just bound to happen." <laughs> that day I came in, I'm like, "Wow!" I go, and I start seeing the line. Everything was. Oh, it was like the calm before the storm. <laughs> I said, oh, we did it. I go, so you said that. Yeah. As soon as I said that, I took the first picture, my phone rings. So, uh, it's, a, it's a friend of mine who's an officer for the city. He goes, hey, bro, everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything's fine. He goes, you have a signing, huh? And I go, yeah. He goes, can you just step outside and talk to my sergeant? Oh. somebody called on you. And I'm of like, Of course, oh, they blocking driveways mm-hmm. and doing all that, yeah. So I go outside. Luckily, it was his... his um, partner uh-huh. and so he's talking to me he's been here before he's like hey you know everything looks fine everything looks like it's under control mm-hmm. he goes unfortunately it's it's out of our hands now and it's up the chain of command and mm-hmm. we need to do something about it he's like we don't want to mess with you he goes because again everything looks fine mm-hmm. the sergeant came she was really amazing as well I, I i do give props to the to the huntington park police department okay. they were never mean they weren't rude about it they were really cool about it they let us try to do whatever we could from getting it canceled unfortunately the call was too high up up. who made the call we all have our suspicions (laughs) (laughs) somebody knew how to make the call because huntington park is this side of the street Uh vernon is the other side of the street Uh somebody knew to call huntington park and vernon Oh, yeah. So I go, there's somebody yeah. that knew how this system works. Yeah, they and they Because I go, any, if it would have been me, mm-hmm. and I've been here for, what, eight years or whatever, nine years, I, I only call HP. And I'll be like, hey, there's a problem. All right. But this person, whoever called the call, <laughs> they knew both. They knew the call. Honey, <laughs> some parts and burning. But luckily, they gave us more time. Uh, Andrade, you know, they let us get like 40, 45 minutes more mm-hmm. to finish it up, and then Andrade is moving it. And we had some people go crazy because they were. We told them once 2:30 hit, we're like, oh, we gotta, we gotta stop. Because my friend called me again. He's like, bro, just giving you a heads up. Uh, it's 2:30, and you know they're gonna head out there again, so we can oh, wrap yeah. it up. And I'm like, yeah. And so I started telling people like, hey, we're gonna have to give you a refund. Da da da. That oh, was my next people, question. Yeah. You had to give your Oh, back. people started going off, and I'm like, there's nothing we can do. Like, yeah. I go, they're going to give you a citation, they're going to give me a citation. Like, your citation might be more yeah. than theirs. Exactly. And my wife was even here, and she's telling them, like, this is how we make our living. So you guys, please understand, this mm-hmm. is not. But luckily, Andrade stayed by the door, and he signed for everybody. That's okay. dope. That's yeah. dope. He signed I like for everybody. That. Yeah. Yeah. And we tell everybody, like, let it clear out. Maybe once it's clear, come back in 20, 30 minutes, and we can get you guys in. But some people didn't understand, and some people didn't want to risk it. So we we did try to accommodate every situation we could. Uh, but he did. He stayed. He That's stayed good. by the door. He took pictures with people. He signed. Anybody thinks that his signature was rushed? Let me tell you, for those watching... That's just his signature. <laughs> he has a horrible signature. <laughs> so do, you don't think, hate us. do you think if you would have kept it at the fifty, it would have been cool? Yeah. Okay. And he and it didn't help that he showed up twenty minutes later. Oh, yeah, oh. 
<laughs> so, so when these wrestlers come to your store, do your sales prices go up? Like, when, do people buy more? Yeah, they, they tend to buy more when we have the, the events. Um, it helps when, like, with somebody like Andrade because we still have his merch. Mm, okay. Uh, sometimes when it's the Legends, it's a little harder because you don't really have as much of their stuff. The reason we don't get the carry or we don't have a lot of the older figures is because we sell everything at retail, pretty close to retail. So mm -hmm. if we were, like, more collectibles where we would sell people, you know, like, if Kevin Nash has a new figure and we're like, oh, we're going to sell this one for $30, mm -hmm. I think we would have more later. Yeah. Oh. But since we're selling them at Walmart and Target's price, you know, they're like, oh, we'll buy it now. We can get it for $19.99 instead. So it is harder when we have the legends, but sales do go up. We saw a lot more shirts when we have uh, meet and greets, which is good. <laughs> and we saw a lot more of the, like the harder st the sell stuff sells more when we have meet and greets. Okay. Who's your top five wrestlers of all time and why? Ooh. Hmm, God. Shawn Michaels down the list. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just skip the question then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I really want to hear your five now. Uh, you're going to hate me. <laughs> uh, well, my number one is Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, I love him, Austin. Uh, I, think, I think he changed the game so much that it made me... I think I was in that little phase where I kind of was like, all right, I'm kind of growing out of it. Yeah. But when he when he came in, that was it. He had Yeah. He, 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 he kept me hooked. Yeah. Uh, number two is, of course, Daniel Bryan. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think Daniel Bryan got me because of the whole underdog story. And um, I, I think everybody feels like an underdog. Okay. And as an athlete, because I play baseball, mm -hmm. I always felt that underdog because I was real... You see my son, the one that's here, uh -huh. my 16 year old, he's really, really bony. Mm -hmm. And that's how I looked in high school. So I always felt like that. I know, you, you, I know. <laughs> that's what happens when you get married. <laughs> but I think that's why Daniel Bryan's story connected with me a lot. Um, and then I like, uh, my number three probably be, whew, that's a tough one. Number three will probably now be Macho Man, but okay. out of sentimental. Um, we used to do a podcast a long time ago, and it was me and my. That's for Alfred, and I was Daniel Bryan. He was Macho Man, and uh, so we kept debating, and it was just a gimmick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because, and he unfortunately passed away in January of 2020. Yeah. So I, now I keep Macho, you know, closer yeah. to me. So Macho would be number three. Mr. Perfect would be number four. Mr. Perfect, yes, number five. Mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Number four. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> number four, just because. <laughs> When I okay, this is funny. I used to like Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh my god! Yes. <laughs> he was my favorite. I even dressed up as him I thought, for Halloween. Oh my god! <laughs> First time and last time I ever wore fishnet stuff. He was a giant. <laughs> <laughs> I really was. Would you cut me hair too? I tried. <laughs> they didn't. My brother didn't let me. My brother was my guy. I used to mess with all the time, but he didn't let me. I wore my fishnet, my tie, I had everything done. But he, so he was my favorite as a kid. Because I used to like him with the little, you know, the little scissors or whatever. But then I got to the certain age when they started telling me wrestling was fake. Mm -hmm. And I just couldn't believe it. It was in my heart. My heart was like, no, no. You don't use the F word. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's, my, that's my question. How do you feel when people use the F word? Because he get mad when I tell him all the time. I, I do too. Yeah. I, I get mad. I only say it because that's how they used to tell me. Oh, wrestling's fake. Wrestling's yeah. fake. Wrestling's fake. But that's why I like Mr. Perfect because mm -hmm. he was my first favorite athletic yeah. wrestler. 
Oh, oh, I have to finish it now. Number yeah, five was yeah, Bret, okay. Bret Hart's number five. Sorry. I was a Bret Hart guy, my brother was Sean. I like Bret Hart, yeah. but because him and Sean, I don't like Bret Hart. <laughs> he's, a good, he's, a, he's good, but I can't like Bret Hart. Like. But Charlotte's making her way in my list. Charlotte? And Oscar, so there you go. What about Bianca? I like Bianca, but I still I need a little more time. Charlotte is too overrated, but whatever. <laughs> I like Sasha. So who's your top five? Oh. Who's your top five females then? That's better. Cause I already knew your man. Your, your, your male You're talking trash. about looking or skills? No skill. Because oh. <laughs> Stacy's my number one. Oh yeah, Stacy. Yeah. Uh, probably go. Sh- He's gonna. Oh, <laughs> so I better answer this and then I'll answer the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I might die after. This. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, you better save me. I got you. <laughs> number one would be Charlotte. Oh, I'm overrated. <laughs> overrated, but go ahead. My number two would be Oscar. What? Yeah, I like. No, I said of all time, not current. Oh no, I know, but Oscar's in my top five. Sorry. (laughs) Number three would be Alundra Blaze. Okay. All right. Number four will probably be. I think number four would be Sherry, Sensational Sherry. Okay. Number five is. That's a tough one. I don't really have a. (laughs) He waiting for me to say (laughs) Bianca. I know know he's not gonna say Bianca, but I'm waiting for Nikki Bella. I was never a Nikki Bella fan. Oh my god. I was a Brie Bella guy. Oh, uh, I mean, it's the same. Yeah. Nikki Bella. Number five would be Trish Stratus. Okay. Trish Stratus. I was Lita there before Trish. I like Lita. She'd probably be my number six. Yeah. But now, but, but you know, it's hard because Victoria's in there too. Yeah, but Lita was better on the mic and she was a better wrestler. That's Trish true. Trish just had more popularity. But Victoria was. Victoria out of the three. Oh, yeah, Victoria, yeah. Victoria, yeah. Was probably the better overall. Yeah. So I, I would say Victoria is my number five. Okay. But Victoria is my number five. But, oh, the, the F word, sorry. Yeah. Well, so how do you feel about that? Am I okay? I talk shit to my brother all the time, but when I, you, when I say the F word, oh, yeah. he gets so disrespectful. Yeah. He gets disrespectful. Yeah. Why, is it, why do people get mad when it comes to wrestling when you use the F word? I think because, like, for me, when I, well, first when I was a kid, because... It's like telling somebody Santa Claus is mm-hmm. And I go, you know, I would rather, see, like, my kid, when they ask me, and they would, because everybody uses that F word, like, oh, is it fake? Is mm-hmm. it fake? And I, even kids in the store come in, is wrestling fake? What do you tell them? That's a good one. I tell them, I tell them, no, I go, it's not fake. I go, it's scripted. Yeah, I go, the moves, and I tell, and, I, and then I explain it to them. The moves are real. And that's how I explain it to my kids. The moves are real. One move goes wrong, that guy is done. So I go, you can't say fake. And I think that's why, I think wrestlers take it more personal. Some wrestlers are like, all right, we get it. For me, I think because I did take a, a bump in the uh, Lucha Underground ring once, I just dropped because I was there visiting and Chavo Jr. told me, go ahead, mm-hmm. take a bump. And I was like, oh, tough enough. I remember this. Yeah. Go, like, yeah. That thing hurt. Yeah, it's not like it's a mattress. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> and I told him after that, I said, I will never, ever let anybody use the F word around me again. I'm because. like, man, look at a, a Mick Foley match or yeah. something. Like, come on, you got to do off a cage or something. Like, yeah. How can you call it fake? Yeah, and that's why I tell him, like, and I think that's what it is. And I think what bothers me is when they... I've had all types of people come in, and there's some big brothers or bigger, older cousins are just mean. And mm-hmm. they'll tell their little cousin or little brother, like, 
You still watch that fake shit? <laughs> That's me. That's me. Back to my little brother. <laughs> you still watch that fake shit? No shit fake. Like, what? Why? But, but, you know what my reply is? When Vin Diesel is really driving a car 120 miles per hour on the freeway and jumping all those cliffs, you exactly. come back and you can call my shit and, fake. And I stopped watching <laughs> I stopped watching it because of... Yeah, but you know what I mean? That's yeah, what I, I tell people, like... I, but then I tell people that don't like wrestling, and they're like, oh, I can't watch it. It's just, and I go, look, you cannot watch wrestling like baseball, basketball, football. I go, you have to watch it like we watch a horror yeah. film or a soap opera. Or, and yeah. I go, and that's, and I, looked at it like that. it's storytelling. Yeah, yeah and then once you watch it, then you kind of like, uh, I mean, they could get really cheesy, of course. Yeah, like the zombie match. Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes you're like, I'm sure that day you were looking at her like, I guess you go ahead. The zombies are on TV. You talk all the shit you want. He does anything and everything for me, right? Yeah. But I know Sundays don't bother him. Yeah. Uh, I think Mondays too. Mondays, but yeah. when I call him, he's like, "What? I'm watching." <laughs> I'm like that shit fake. Like that's how we get into it. That's how we get into it. People like that shit fake. Like anyway, I need help. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna call you in 30 minutes. <laughs> Two hours past. Three hours yeah. past. <laughs> but see, maybe she only says that because she's like, "Man, I can't believe you're gonna hang up on me." For that. No, because she'd be like, "Who watches that?" And then I showed her a picture of like WrestleMania 30, 33 or something. When it was yeah. like packed. And she like, is that many people? And that's what I'm not, a, I'm not a wrestling fan, but that made me, I was intrigued. Like, yeah. And um, I used to work at the airport and people would come with belts with um, wrestlers signed. It was a lot. I was like, this shit is like, people really take yeah. this shit serious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. they. You know, I kind of get, I mean, I get everybody's point of view. So I don't, I kind of do get bothered when they call it fake. But then I get it. And I go, you know. It also depends on the match. And I think if you watch something that might intrigue you, you know, like if you watch, I always tell everybody, like, they always, the, the big question on Twitter is always like, if you were going to introduce somebody to, a, to wrestling, which match would you show them? That's a good question. Yeah, I would say WrestleMania 17, The Rock versus Austin. And because I go, I think the, the promo with Limp Biscuit and mm -hmm. all that, leading up to it, and just the match and the storytelling in the match would be like, wow. Yeah. Or even Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, Wrestle, uh, the, 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 the first, the, the, no, the uh, WrestleMania. Oh, okay, the first yeah, one. Yeah, the first, okay. Just so, if you watch it for the. I think I do Undertaker, that's the only um, wrestling yeah. person I know. I watch, well, watch that one and Shawn. <laughs> when they're setting up for WrestleMania, the greatest entrance ever. Shawn Michaels is a what is a born again Christian. Undertaker is like, supposedly this. Yeah, like, the dark side. Dark side, yeah. devil, you mm -hmm. know, zombie. Shawn Michaels enters from the top. Like, if he's coming in from heaven, Undertaker comes in from hell. Yeah. And I'm like, if you kind of watch it and you kind of get, like, the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, what is it, the, the psychology behind it, then you're like, okay, yeah, I get it. But then, fast forward to WrestleMania Backlash, and you get these zombies. <laughs> and it's just like, they did it for a check. Yeah, and then you're probably going to be like, yeah, this is why I don't watch this yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> me and him will probably be like, oh, you want to go to 7-Eleven? Oh, yeah. Go buy some pizza. We'll be back. You want to go by yourself? Give me like 10. Go ahead. We'll be back in 20 minutes. <laughs> what was your favorite wrestler growing up, like, in your era? Brutus. Brutus. Oh, come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, it depends. Okay. Brutus was my favorite. I'm not gonna let you leave. I'm not gonna let you say Brutus. I'm gonna give you your second one in. <laughs> we got God. people watching the editor. Yeah. No, I'm not gonna edit. I'm gonna say you look crazy, but I'm gonna. 
but I want you to switch it at least. <laughs> so Brutus was our first as a kid, like okay. learning, because again, it was the uh, the era of Hogan, Andre, the the larger than life comic book character. Okay. Athleticism wise, it went to to when I started again when they told me, oh, wrestling's fake. Yeah. And, and I started realizing the athleticism. It was Mr. Perfect. I even did the little spinning of the gum. Yeah. After him, it was then it was kind of like Bret Hart, but that's because it was a new generation. And my brother again was a Shawn Michaels. Okay. He was Shawn Michaels, and of course I can't like the same thing as my brother, so yeah. I was like, oh, I'll, I like Bret. So your brother was the smartest. <laughs> okay, I got you. He still <laughs> loves Shawn. Matter of fact, where your brother? <laughs> <laughs> so, so is your brother still a wrestling fan? He watches it every now and then, not as much as I. Oh, okay. And that's what surprises so many people that they're like, how are they go, you actually opened a store? Because I had so many friends that were like, oh, he's going to grow out of it. He's going to grow out of it. And I never grew out of it. But now my, and then Austin and then Daniel Bryan. So probably growing up, if I had to go in that middle, it would probably be Kurt Henning. But then at teenage years, it was Austin. Well, slash teenage. So what was your what was your favorite era? Was it the like the eighties Hogan? Was it the Attitude Era? Was it the Ruthless? Or was it right? I know it's not right now, but I'm gonna throw that in there. <laughs> You're you've been asking some crazy ass answers. You might say this current. Year, but... <laughs> You're not gonna let me live these down, are you? <laughs> you never gonna invite me back. <laughs> you know, you call me anytime. Yeah, I got you. I got you. You talking about anything? <laughs> um. I would say it's it's tough, but I would say the root. No, the attitude era was good because I liked Austin. Everything Austin was doing. So I always tell entertainment wise, the attitude era is my favorite. Wrestling wise, the ruthless aggression is the best. Everybody says that. I think you had well, especially SmackDown because you had Eddie, Benoit, uh, Cena was coming up. You know, Undertaker, Booker T. So I think SmackDown wrestling-wise was just a better show, but the Ruthless Aggression, I think, was like the best era if I, I had love, to go wrestling skills. Like wrestling-wise. Wise. I love Attitude Era. I love Attitude Era. you had Austin, you had DX, DX yeah. Super, yeah. But yeah. you look back at it and then there's some things I'm like, God, this was cheesy. Like I can I still go back. It. I can still go on the network and watch the, the Attitude. I'm, it's hard for me to watch the Ruthless. You really? know, it's good, it's good wrestling. But the storytelling and the promos is horrible. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. That's why I, I always tell everybody, if you go based off the, the actual athleticism, yeah, ruthless. then yeah. I go ruthless. I go If you go based off the stories and the entertainment value, then I go the attitude era was probably the best. Like, What's your favorite storyline? Austin, anything. Austin and The Rock is probably my favorite. Okay. Austin Rock, Austin McMahon was my two favorites. What about the Kane and uh, Undertaker? They like became brothers, like that whole Paul Bear being a dead. That was my favorite storyline. It took like a whole year. I like Undertaker. I'm gonna just say that because it might be this this one wrestler that loves the Undertaker and she comes here and she's a big Undertaker fan. <laughs> so piss her off. <laughs> but the Undertaker Kane storyline was cool for a while, and then I just. I got kind of bored of it after a while. Really? They was doing different things every month. They had to keep going. To come yeah. Back. I think I, I kind of liked them. I, well, it just depends. I think the Attitude Arrow Undertaker King storyline was cool. I hated the Ruthless Aggression. Man. Was that when they changed the Undertaker like, to the biker? And, oh, yeah. The, then the Lombiscuit music. Yeah, I just stuff, hated yeah. it. I never liked the Undertaker as the biker, and I think they kind of ruined Undertaker. The gimmick, yeah. yeah. Kind of like, as a kid, I was like... <laughs> Yeah. It's like seeing Santa Claus. It's like seeing your dad dress up as Santa Claus, you know? Right. Like, oh. 
Yeah, when I was a kid, like Dead Man for and he was doing them promos with like Paul Bear and it's like the the casket. I used to run. I, I couldn't. Watch. <laughs> I was scared. Like they, and was, that's the only part I remember eyes. when I was a kid. Yeah. That's why I started like an Undertaker. I was like, not, that's cool. Yeah. What is that? See, what different? She probably liked it too because you would run. <laughs> Let's make it my bro. Oh, God, let me change the channel. How long have you been married? Oh, too long. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure now your wife is a wrestling fan. She so she started off as a so she never watched wrestling consistently when she was a kid. How long have we been married? That's a good question, honestly. <laughs> Sixteen years, seventeen years. There you go. Well, we've been together twenty-seven years. Oh wow! Okay. Twenty-five years, something. Like that. Forever. Forever. Yeah. Okay. I forget. No wonder you lost count. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. When I when it comes to the anniversary, it clicks. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, she wasn't a wrestling fan. She would watch it as a kid, like she knew like Hogan and you know, yeah. Bret Hart. But then, when we got together, it was the weekend of Survivor Series, mm -hmm. and it was the Bret Hart screw job. Oh. And she fell in love with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh. Okay. And she liked the whole screw job. Uh -huh. So she became a wrestling fan there, and then just like typical non-casual. Wrestling fan, uh, once Stone Cold left and Undertaker was on his way out, and like the Attitude Era was changing, mm -hmm. she kind of fell out of it. Yeah, she couldn't get in the yeah. wrestlers and catch on. She knows who everybody is. Right. Like, I mean, if you come in here and she's here one day, she could tell you who, you know, she could, if you go, not the older guys, but if you come in and you're like, hey, I, I need Drew McIntyre, mm -hmm. she knows Drew McIntyre. Okay. She'll be like, hey, I know who that is, okay. And she's met a lot of them, and mm -hmm. so she's pretty good on that, but yeah, she's not a big. She's a big law and order. That's why if you ever see me disappear. I'm not seeing you disappear. If you ever find out I disappeared, you can blame her because she watches. I knew I knew that you was a serious wrestling fan just like him because we've been trying to get you. Our schedules didn't match. Finally, we're here. I was like, just ask him on Monday. And he was like, I'm telling you right now, he's going to say no. And I was like, no, he's not. Like, come on. Like, he owns a store. He's going to close the store down. I'm like, no. And lo and behold, you said no. It's wrong. It's wrong. And I didn't, like, that's why I was like, oh my God, I thought my brother was like the only wrestling man in the world. It's it's a lot of wrestling. You yourself, we both be watching Raw. <laughs> I'll be the only one. <laughs> like, so any of you guys can uh, answer it? <laughs> you know, it's it's funny that you say that because when I'm at home on Monday, my kids already know. <laughs> my wife already knows. Yeah. It's, Mondays and Fridays don't mess with me. Yeah. Tuesday I'm not used to yet because I'm not completely so, used to NXT being yeah. on Tuesday. But every Monday, I'll, I'll leave here right at 5, I'll get home. I'll let uh, I'll wait a couple minutes. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I, I go, my wife's off on Mondays. That's why she's off Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> she gets Mondays off and she gets pay-per-view Sundays off. And then Friday's off. Because Monday's raw, SmackDown's Friday, uh, pay-per-view's on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> or she works early so she can be home before the pay-per-view. Okay. <laughs> so what I do is I get home, I go say hi to all the kids, and then I'll go see what the wife's doing and she's cooking. I'm like, so, you need help? No? Alright, well, I'm going to go watch Raw. <laughs> yeah, I ain't going to ask you twice. <laughs> I'm right. She's like, go ahead. And then the kids already know. As soon as I walk in, they're like, oh yeah, Monday Night Raw. And I'm like, you're damn right. And I go, don't bug me while it's on. And so they won't, they won't bother me. Monday, Fridays, and some pay-per-views, they're like, 
Well, that's the only time they volunteer to watch their baby sister, too. <laughs> <laughs> like, because if I don't watch it, they know I'm going to be grumpy the rest of the day. So you don't, like, try to have, because your youngest is a girl, right? Mm -hmm. You don't try to, like, have your daughter watch it, too? Because he constantly try to, oh, I'm going to have your son in this. I'm going to have my dad. I'm like, no, no and no. I, I tried with all of them. They all know, well, the baby's only two, so she's, yeah. but she, she likes, it's funny, because I think she likes Daniel Bryan. Mm -hmm. And because I have a portrait of Daniel Bryan behind my bed. Wait a minute. So that's how we ended up with kid number four. Okay. Doing the whole yes chant. So I have my Daniel. So I think when the baby was small, she, you know, when they barely stopped picking up their head, she would look at the, at the wall and there's Daniel Bryan. And it's so funny because she was born in September. So January was the Royal Rumble in... Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So I think at that time she's October, November, December, October, November, December, four months old. Okay. And Daniel Bryan's on TV, and she, we're, I have her there, and she sees him, and she's just looking at him like, and I go, I think she recognizes him from the portrait. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I told that I met Daniel Bryan at Royal Rumble, and I told him that story. She said, "Poor baby." <laughs> <laughs> but now I think she likes Charlotte because uh -huh. when she hears the song, she's and Bray Wyatt because when she hears that little cartoon oh, song. Yeah. Uh, she stops and she looks. Oh. So I'm like, all right, good. So far we're on a we're we're starting somewhere. <laughs> with with uh, the other three boys, they all watch it. They all it's so funny because they fight to see who's gonna go to the event. So right. I have a 22 year old, a 16 year old, and a 13 year old, okay. and then the two year old. The six, the 22, the 16, and the 13 are always fighting to see who's gonna go to the event. Why? <laughs> because that's like, oh, I'm only gonna take one of you. Oh, but I want to go. And I'm like, you don't even watch the damn show. <laughs> and they're like, oh, but I do. So I go. And then when they go, they're just sitting there like, the older one knows what's going on. Okay. He's been, if I were to say, they all three are fans mm -hmm. in their own way. So the older mm -hmm. one is like a big Divas fan. He oh, loves man. the Divas. That was his, that was his thing. Uh, the 16-year-old, he loves, he loves Edge, mm -hmm. his favorite, and then Bobby Lashley. He loves Bobby Lashley. And Apollo Crews. <laughs> uh, all right. and, then, and then the the and Naomi and Alexa Bliss, <laughs> and then the youngest one. He's not. He doesn't really have a favorite. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like. He likes uh, Bro Riddle. Oh, Riddle. Yeah. He likes Riddle. Okay. So they have their favorites, but when they go to the events, they're the worst. So how do you pick? Like you only got one ticket. You got three kids. How do you pick? <sighs> I so take up each each different show. Oh, okay. So if Raw is like. So sometimes, I don't know if, 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 if he's told you, but sometimes they'll do like Raw at Staples Center. Yeah, and he then, did. Yeah. He did that. In Vegas, yeah. he went to Staples Center yeah. in Vegas. So I think one year they did Raw at Staples, then they did Ontario, then they did Anaheim, and they did San Diego. So I think what we did was I went to Raw with one, SmackDown with the other one, then I did the Raw the following week with the other one. And then my wife was like, all right, we can all go. And we all went to like the one in San Diego. That's cool. So some, but it's funny because the older one will actually kind of sit there and clap. Mm -hmm. The 16-year-old who's named after a wrestler. I don't know if you know. Mm. Yeah, he's named. Really? Yeah, the 16. So my oldest is named after a baseball player. So he's named Justice after David Justice. He okay. just flipped it. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, my, my, the 16-year-old is named Jericho. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the reason he was named Jericho is because my, we were driving home and my wife's like, you need to come up with a name for him with a J. And we're like, we, we're just spitting out names. Uh, and my older son, Justice, was in the back of the car. And he's like, 
And we had just watched Monday Night Raw, so mm-hmm. it's a Tuesday, and he's like, why don't you name him Chris Jericho? <laughs> and we're like, no, it has to be a J. And my wife's like, well, we'll just drop Chris. Uh, and we'll just name him Jericho. So his name is Jericho. And you got happy, huh? He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, yes. And I thought he was going to like Chris. His favorite was going to be Chris Jericho. <laughs> Backfire. Backfire. He figured his edge. But he hates The Undertaker. Uh, where are you at? <laughs> he hates Undertaker because SummerSlam when Taker Choke slam edge off the ladder oh, yeah. into the pit of fire. That was it. He hasn't, he hasn't forgiven him since. So, but that's how I pick. I usually will be like, so I think the last event we went to before the pandemic was a Monday Night Raw, and my oldest went with me. So, by the list, uh, the 16 year old would be max if we only get one ticket. And the only reason we get one or two tickets is because either they have school, if they have school, then the older one goes. Okay. But if there's, or I'll just have them ditch. <laughs> All the time now, I've got friends, so sometimes they'll hook me up with tickets, and they'll be like, "How many you need?" And I'll be like, three, and they'll be like, "All right, go for it." That's cool. So that's that's a good thing. How do you feel about the WWE Network switching over to Peacock now? I hate it because I can't pause the pay per view. You don't have Apple TV? No. Oh, <laughs> about that? Apple TV. The Apple TV pauses and uh, rewinds it. Really? Yeah. He about to go buy him out. Yeah, right. Really? What? Yeah. Stop the interviewer. Let me go on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, pause and everything. Not uh, Amazon? Yeah, um, they said that. Or PlayStation doesn't do it either. Yeah, only Apple right now does it. I mean, it's going to start rolling out to Just everybody wait. else. Yeah, don't yeah. spend no extra money. Oh, it's because, man, Sunday I was trying to watch the pay-per-view and my daughter was being a pain in the butt. And <laughs> I was like, look, homegirl, you better sit here. Like, hey, why she didn't cry doing this? Yeah. <laughs> right? I'm like, and then, her, and then her mom was running late. I'm like, could you have come during the zombie match? You had to come during, I think she came during the, uh, the, the, the women's, I think Bianca was, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Whatever was after the zombies match, and it was like a good match, and I'm like, of course you would. Now, instead of the zombies. Um, I remember maybe like two years ago on Twitter, I'm like one of, I'm not going to say a bully. I like to bother people on Twitter. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Who was I talking about? I was talking about a female wrestler. And remember, all her fans was like, oh. I don't know who she was. Oh, man. You should have asked me before. I, I know. Remember. But they was but yeah, they was on your head. me. Like, I didn't know. Because like, once again, I didn't think that it was that serious. Yeah, I thought he man, was the I'm only person alive that liked wrestling. And I think I used the F word. Oh. I didn't. I wasn't talking. I just like that fake ass shit. Like I don't oh. know who she was, but I said that fake ass shit, and all her fans was like, "Bitch, what the fuck?" Are you about? <laughs> I think I was a hundred bitches that day. <laughs> and then I hit him like, "Oh my god, I don't know what to do." I didn't think like this shit was serious. Like I thought one person would yeah. say something, but no, hundred people. And I was like, I'll never talk about wrestling like oh, that. The fan bases are unforgiving. It, it, yeah. <laughs> they are it, unforgiving. Most definitely. Yeah. I was like, yeah, no, I'm not going to ever say that again. <laughs> <laughs> They're passionate. Who would you put in the Hall of Fame that's not in the Hall of Fame already? Well, China individually. Okay. I would have to. But Victoria. Yeah. I think Victoria really needs, deserves to go in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people that aren't in that should be in, but Victoria to me stands out because she was, uh, not just because she's a good friend of the store and we, I, I consider her like family, but mm-hmm. also because she, she did so many things that a lot of the female, was one of the first ones to do. So mm-hmm. you never had, a, 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 you know, women in the steel cage. Yeah. And she was in the first women steel cage match. And mm-hmm. 
you know, hard, women's hardcore match. I think she was like the first or second woman in a hardcore match ever. Uh, she was also, a, uh, she's the first one to ever shave another woman's head. At, I mean, hair versus oh, hair match at WrestleMania. Oh. Do you feel that she gets the credit that she deserves? No. I think, like, WWE kind of forgets to, I mean, yeah, it was cool to see her at the Royal Rumble this year. Mm -hmm. The bad part was there was no fans. And I would have loved to have seen the reaction from the fans because mm -hmm. she hadn't been there in so long. But I do think she deserves uh, way more credit for what she's done. Um, I think they kind of are now. Like, they did mention her in the top 50 women of all time. And I was shocked that she was, like, up so high. I mean, like, I don't know how you would say it, but she was in the top, what, 13, 15? That's good. So that was surprising. 50, yeah. yeah, that was surprising to me because I didn't even think she would be... I, if anything, if they mentioned her on the list, I thought she'd be number 50. Yeah. Like, just because that's the way I thought WWE would recognize her. But... I think she should be in the Hall of Fame, and I think she deserves way more credit for than what she's got, been given so far. Now, the ECW legend um, New Jack just passed away. Was he a New Jack fan? I became more of a fan when I saw the Dark Side of the Ring. Mm -hmm. I knew who he was. Uh, I You only know... I didn't get to see ECW as much, because it was on late at night, I think. Mm -hmm. And at that time, I was already a little older, and I was working, and you know, I was being daddy to my oldest. so. I didn't get to see him too much, but from what I would see, um, I wasn't like his number one fan, but I could see why so many people liked him. Uh, uh, I did like that he kept it real. Yeah. Which you don't get. Stuff, yeah. yeah um, so I became more of a fan and I gained a little more respect for him after watching The Dark Side of the Ring because you get to see all the stuff they go through. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think as fans, we just think, uh, we just see wrestlers sometimes for what we see outside and we yeah. don't really get to know what they're really like. And I think he didn't, he's another guy, he didn't get as much credit as he did, especially for, jeez, he took some mean moves, man. Yeah, he was one of the, besides Mick Foley, I think he, and Terry Funk, yeah. he's like one of the top three, top five, like, just taking crazy bumps and everything. Yeah. So I, and he gave it to people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut people open, he was crazy. But you knew not to mess with, but yeah. I heard, but I heard he was, he was a really nice guy outside. Yeah. I think you just uh -huh. had to get to know him, and mm -hmm. so... What's your top five wrestling podcasts that you listen to? <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't really listen to too many. Right. Reason being is, I know fans are going to hate me for this, and you're probably going to sock me for this. <laughs> I think being around wrestling and owning the store, I got to the point where I'm kind of like, okay, I watch Raw, I watch SmackDown, I watch NXT, I watch uh, pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. I go to some local shows. I have to interview wrestlers. It's, it's a lot. So sometimes you're like, oh, that's a lot. Yeah. But when I do listen, I like listening to uh, Cornette. Mm -hmm. uh, I probably would say Corey Graves is the one I listen to the most. After the bell. After the bell. I like Corey Graves. Um, I just think like, I just like, I think his is really smooth. Yeah. And so I like him. I like, uh, I used to listen to Busted Open. I just started listening yeah, to that. Well, yeah. What's his name? LaGreca? Uh-huh. He's just too annoying. He goes, I, only why I just started listening to that because I listened to, um, uh, what is Peter, uh, Peter Rosenberg? Um, oh, uh, yeah. And he was playing a clip and he was the guy that, what was his name? Uh, LaGreca? He, he was going crazy yeah. about the zombie uh, match. Oh, I gotta listen to this podcast. So I just started, actually today, yeah. when I was on my way to her house, I was listening to yeah. it. He, but, he did, he, it's just, I, I think it's all gimmick. Uh, I think that's just his, that his gimmick is to be the, the complete anti WWE. Uh -huh. that, the, he's kind of reacting like I guess the way the internet 
community yeah. reacts. Mm. But yeah, Jr. was pretty good. I like Cornette. I like Graves. I like. Um, I used to listen. I like um, something to wrestle with. You listen to that. But that's with. Uh, that's Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard yeah. sometimes. Bischoff's yeah. I'll listen to. Oh, I can't stand Bischoff. Uh, sometimes I don't like it. Yeah. It's the truth yeah. a little bit. Uh, Chavo. I like listening to Chavo. I don't oh, know if you okay. heard that. I haven't uh, heard that one, but I'm going to check it and out. And Gaw TV with Victoria. I'll, I'll listen to Gaw TV. Okay. I mean, I'm, the, I'm probably one of the few guys that listen to it. But. What's the <laughs> most expensive memorabilia that she ever purchased? Oof. That's a good one. I... Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I just can imagine your house, like. Oh no, there's not much. Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, I think it's the same thing. You know what? It's funny. I'm not a, much of a collector. Oh I, I'm wow. not. I, I don't know what to do with the stuff. I can. I get wow. stuff and I don't know what to do with it. I'm like, what do I do with all this now? <laughs> like, I'll buy it and I'll be like, okay, now what? That's me too. Like, I'll be like, what's it? Yeah, or you know how you regret it like two days later and you're like, why did I buy this? <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, but I know you purchased something that was. Just oh yeah. Crazy. Well. Probably my my favorite collectible is my Daniel Bryan championship. That bullshit, yeah. that that little it's ugly. But it was it's like it's ugly. But the price of it it was worth the four hundred and thirty dollars. Oh my god! For what? Yeah, the for Bills championship. No, how for what? <laughs> for the for some. <laughs> I want that because wrestlers gonna y'all fans it's gonna a be championship belt. It's a championship belt. I remember when I went to uh, okay. I went to it was worth it. <laughs> I mean, I went to a live a, a WWE live, and I'm like, I gotta get a belt. I don't care how much it costs. And I went when we first got in. I should have got it after we left. But when I first walked in, I said, I want the belt. He said, four hundred something dollars. Fuck it, I just paid for it. But then I had to sit there with the belt the whole time, and everybody was like, oh, you got a belt? Oh, you got uh-huh. a belt? Yeah, and I'm like, damn, I should have bought it afterwards. And then like, everybody wants to touch it. Yeah. It's kind of like me. Y'all want to touch it? I don't know, maybe I shouldn't say it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what's, the, what's the most expensive memorabilia someone purchased here? Probably the, the championships too, yeah. because they're about four hundred dollars, four thirty. Well, somebody did pay for our original China board here, our original drawing that we have. Oh, okay. they paid like three hundred and fifty for it. That was worth it because yeah, get, yeah that's... So I would say that, or the, if I were to say memorabilia, would definitely be the China board for three hundred and fifty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then if I were to say like regular WWE item, the championship belts for four thirty, probably the most expensive we've ever sold. Do you have to order those, or you? We order them through WWE. Okay. So most of the stuff we get through WWE, that's why we're real careful on what we do because they know we exist. Oh, they do. But man, I found out the hard way with, um, when we had a, a meet and greet with Alberto del Rio. Oh, God. And he had just been released, and I guess it wasn't on good terms. And my friend made the graphic for the, 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 the meet and greet to okay. announce it. Mm-hmm. And he used the picture, and WWE said, take that shit off. Dang. That's they ours. They like the mob. Yeah. yeah. They were like, take it off. It's ours. It's our intellectual property. Don't use it. And I was Dang. like, holy. And he knew, because I even messaged him, like, hey, can you send me a picture? He's like, let me get it. Yep. And he's like, yeah, they don't like me right now. Oh, yeah. man. Like, yeah, you could have told me that. <laughs> <laughs> so July 24th. I'm gonna be here because my birthday is July 25th. Okay. Um, you are you really gonna have a dance off against No yeah. Way Jose? Yep. I have to be there for that. <laughs> <laughs> I need 
think I can win. <laughs> I have to be. I seen your moves. Thank I, you. Is there any bets? I'm going for you. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Money up. Anybody want to bet me? I'm right now. I'm I mean, sure he can move the hips. His hips don't lie. I'll make up for it. Your birthday is July 25th. July 25th. Huh? I gotta be here for that. My grandfather and my dad's birthday is July 24th, and then Jericho's July 29th. Oh, okay. yeah, they're all July babies. I'm surprised he hasn't popped his head out yet. <laughs> Where do you see your store in five years and why? So the four, the four or five step plan was uh, swap meet, okay. storefront, mall. Mm. Then the fourth plan would be, the. I always wanted to be in the city walk, Universal City Walk. I think that would be yeah. great. I think right? that's where you would make your most revenue, like tourists. Yeah. I think that would be... That's what I want. I'm, and then ultimately, I, I know it's never going to happen, but I always say ultimately I would like Vince McMahon to buy me out. And, you know, I can retire in peace. <laughs> right. But in five years, I would say we would either be inside a shopping center or inside a mall or at the city walk. Okay. Uh, I think once I've hit, I, I like to set up goals for myself, and and if I can hit them, then I feel like, all right, I've done everything. It's kind of sad, because if I hit it in like five years, and I'm like, I, I'm very competitive, so I feel like once I hit, I'm like, like where do now I go? What? Yeah. You remind me of me so much, because when you talk, I could tell, like, now what? Yeah. I've already reached my peak, now what? Yeah. What yeah. else? That's yeah, I, I, I understand. That's how I feel, and even when I used to coach baseball, that's why... I would go to a school and I would be there three, four years, and I said I would coach and I would say, okay, I'm gonna my first year I'm gonna we're gonna lose, year two we're gonna break 500, year three I'm gonna get you to the playoff. If I'm there four years, we're gonna win. Mm. But then once we hit four years, I'm like, I don't want to start all over here. Yeah. I go, let me go somewhere else now <laughs> and do it again. You already made them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like now the challenge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, I, and that's how I am with with podcasts and all that. So like when you send me this. Uh -huh. Guess what? I'm going to say, like, all right, who's got in the most views? All right, cool. Let me try to beat that. Yeah. <laughs> and I may not, but I'm like... I, I like that, though. Yeah. That's just, because if you don't... You, it's, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like, oh, yeah. all right, cool. <laughs> Do you think AEW will ever surpass WWE? I don't think they'll surpass them, but I think they'll be at their level. I think sooner or later they'll get to the numbers, but I don't think they'll surpass them because... I don't think wrestling's at that period anymore. Um, but I... I it just depends. I don't think we have that attitude era anymore because yeah. now you have so many ways of viewing wrestling. With YouTube, you can watch clips and yeah. you can you know watch it on streaming. And so I think they'll be up there, um, but I don't think they'll surpass them anytime because I think Vince is smarter now and I think Triple H will. I don't think AEW is coming close. Yeah. I don't think they're coming close to NXT. I don't think they'll. Yeah. <laughs> What I mean, like, they'll be up to their level, meaning, like, I think they'll be, the name recognition will be there, but if, it'll be like WCW where you recognize the name, I don't think but I don't think it'll be, it will. AEW fans are going to be nice. No, you ain't got to do that. Tell them yeah. They suck. <laughs> his, his is at Levante. Yeah. Already they experienced. They suck. Seriously. No, no, no more. No more, they please. They suck. I, I think. They'll be okay. How about that? They're just throwing money around. Yeah. To see if it's going to stick or something. Like, they're yeah. doing the, the Eric Bischoff thing. Yeah. But without Eric Bischoff brain. Without the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think if, I think if, they, if they get smarter and they actually get storylines mm -hmm. and slow down the in-ring product, 
I think they can make a good run. But I don't. I think right now, like you said, they're throwing too much money out there. And then I think they're reliving too much of the attitude era. Yeah. They're recreating it instead of. It's, we, it's so funny because I, I just had this conversation with somebody. We always complain that Hollywood and you know even in the music industry, no one's original anymore. Everybody's always ripping somebody yeah. off, or or they're recreating a movie or remaking a movie. But yet, in wrestling, AEW is recreating all this Attitude Era stuff, and the fans are going, oh, this is great. Yeah, like they've never seen it before. Yeah, but I'm like, we just saw this. But yet, WWE does some, it's trying newer stuff. Mm -hmm. It might be horrible, <laughs> but they're trying. Yeah. And we criticize them for it. So I'm like, you know, it's weird. Wrestling fans are, uh, uh, us wrestling fans are weird. <laughs> do, do you feel wrestling will exist five years from now? Yeah. I think it'll be for it'll be yeah. here for a long time. I hope I didn't jinx it. <laughs> but I think it'll be here for a while. I, I think ultimately I think it'll it'll outlive me. I think it'll outlive all of us. Really? Yeah. I don't know if it'll be the peak, the popularity from the Attitude Era will mm -hmm. ever be hit again. Mm -hmm. But I think we're it's now considered part of pop culture and I think it's something that will just remain. Yeah, speaking of pop culture, how did you, I don't know if you've seen that, like, Ric Flair was in, like, a lot of hip-hop. Yeah. Like, how did you, how did you feel, or, or any other wrestling fans, how do you, how did you feel when you've seen that? I think it's good because as wrestling fans, I think, kind of like we said, I think we're kind of seeing, like, wrestling's been accepted as, and I think people are realizing that Ric Flair or Stone Cold or The Rock are bigger names than, than, you know they've been given credit for mm -hmm. even though the attitude era was big mm -hmm. i still think like it still doesn't get the credit mm -hmm. as, as a pop culture phenomenon that yeah. it is like i think everybody's okay okay the simpsons is cool but wrestling's not mm -hmm. or south park is cool but wrestling's not yeah. and it's like well wrestling should be All right up there yeah. right up there like you know it's been running for raw's been on what over 30 years already mm -hmm. oh, wow. uh, i mean it came out in 90 94. I haven't missed a Raw unless the power goes out at home. So <laughs> I even watched it in New Orleans. Really? Yep, my family went on a trip to New Orleans when I was a kid. It was a Monday night. They wanted to go tour. I said, wait till Monday Night Raw's over. <laughs> How did your mom feel about that once she was like hooked on wrestling? Oh, man. She used it against me. She would ground me. <laughs> Sunday and Monday, you're going to go outside and play. Yeah. <laughs> you're not watching. <laughs> she would be like, oh, you're going to watch Raw? You want to watch... Back then it was primetime wrestling. Uh, so she'd be like, you wanna watch primetime, huh? I'd go, yeah, I can I stay up till like 10 or 11? Did you do that homework? Yeah, you didn't behave today, so no, you can't watch it. <laughs> no! <laughs> but then, but then, uh, but she was pretty good about it. I would always have to hear from her boyfriend, now husband, the F word all the time. And, oh, okay. And, and he would say like, he wouldn't say it flat out, but he would say like, well, you could clearly see them talking to each other. You could clearly see them. And I'm like, Man, let me watch my yeah, show. Stop yeah, stop killing it. Yeah, like, I don't ruin your movies. Yeah. But she was good with it until me and my little brother started wrestling and then we would go crazy and almost Mess the house. Yeah. Uh, we, we each broke, other up. We broke her bed like 10 times. Oh, damn. Because we would tell her to be our wrestling <laughs> Now, with a straight face, can you please tell the camera, well, can you please lie to the camera and tell them three good three good things that Daniel Bryan is better than Shawn Michaels? Oh. <laughs> oh, he took the mask off, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, go. Lie to the camera. <laughs> I'm ready. 
I think he's better in ring. Oh my God. He, I think he can have better matches than Shawn Michaels have had. I think he's better on the mic as far as promo goes. Did you uh, watch the attitude ever, Shawn Michaels? <laughs> <laughs> and Brian Hart was going back and forth. But like, see, but, but I think that, did you watch the new generation, Shawn Michaels? He was not very good compared to and if you compare, we're talking about both of them in their prime. Oh, you're, right. you're trying to compare Daniel Bryan to his prime to ball headed Shawn Michaels. And, like you can't and, do that. And, and Daniel can do both face and heel. Sean could not be a can't. Sean couldn't be a face when he was in prime. When Sean was going against Vincent, when they he was horrible, he was horrible. Oh my horrible. god! So Daniel Bryan's a better face <laughs> slash heel. He's better in ring and he's better at the, uh, on the mic. That's how serious Congratulations. You did you said what I said. You, you lied to the camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> you the That's how the only time I take it off. So those, those start tweeting and Instagram messaging me saying you took off the camera. Or I had to defend my man. I tell everybody that's my man crush. <laughs> True story. Wait, wait, wait. Before we leave, what match, what Daniel Bryan match is better than the Shawn Michaels Bret Hart Iron Man match? Oh. Name, name. Two. <laughs> we saw what? Uh, I think I think that and when he won the WWE Championship. Brian. But other than that, Brian versus Brock Lesnar. Oh my God! Anything versus good. Brock Lesnar is trash. Uh, what you, that's the first thing that came to your mind, sir. Brian. Versus, <laughs> any Brian versus Cena match? Not any. I, it's, Most it's of them up there. SummerSlam. Okay, that's up All there. Right. Brian versus Roman Fastlane. No, and then the 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 actual uh, the last one they just had. Actually, the last oh, two the they had. The, yeah. the triple, no, no, not the triple threat. The one they had on SmackDown was great. Oh, the Smack okay, yeah. Thank okay, that one was good. Thank you very much. That one was good. <laughs> and I'll tell you something else. Daniel Bryan did that no other wrestler has been able to do since. He actually had a great match with the Fiend. I'll give you that. Because Seth Rollins that. couldn't do it. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. <laughs> Seth Rollins couldn't do it. Braun sure as hell couldn't do it. I'll give you that. Thank you very much. And <laughs> Randy, even though Randy's really good in the ring, he it, it, they didn't click. Yeah, I'll give you that. And I I, I will say this for Sean, because I know I give him a hard time. <laughs> no, Shawn Michaels. I didn't appreciate Shawn Michaels, honestly, until he came back. And now when you go back to it and you watch it, I'm, I mean, I, I joke around a lot, but Shawn is a very good in-ring performer. I mean, probably one of the best of all time. Mm. And you don't appreciate it until when you're a kid, because the same thing, you're so brainwashed by the, the, the size of the wrestlers mm. and the gimmicks, yeah. that you didn't appreciate Sean as much. And I think we, we learned to appreciate him more when he was older. Mm. And especially for me, when he did that match with Undertaker, it gives me the chills even thinking about yeah. it. That showed me like Sean can go, and I think that's why I appreciate Brian more now, mm -hmm. because I think watching Sean, maybe I wasn't like the biggest fan of his, but I think watching him and his style and how he could go with anybody, uh -huh. you pretty much put yeah. him in the ring. That's like Brett. I think Brett doesn't get enough credit. Uh huh. Yeah, Brett doesn't. And and I wish that rivalry would have gone longer. It was too personal. Yeah, that's why I wish they would have been able to put it aside yeah. and, and actually kept going because I honestly think that feud is money. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was more yeah. money than I think it could have been like Rock Austin. Level yeah. If, uh -huh. if, if they both didn't have these, you know, egos they had and or personal feelings towards each other, but I think that's why I I think now we appreciate more like Brian and Cesaro. I think so. I could say that I think Shawn Michaels opened the door 
for us to appreciate more the athleticism uh, in the ring that now that's I think he's put he's, he's on the pedestal. <laughs> he set wrestling on his pedestal. Uh, so now when we see guys that can't wrestle, that's why we're like, yeah, okay, this, you suck. Yeah. You suck. <laughs> because it is, and that's why I think like Brian and Cesaro, just watching Cesaro at mm-hmm. WrestleMania Backlash, I'm like, holy shit, he got thrown into wrestle. Yeah, really. You know, that's and you don't push. see that. Uh-huh. And Sean was the only one that could get somebody that big yeah. that when they were like this to wrestle. Yep. And so I give Sean that. How about that? Okay, thank you. Just you to shut you up. So, how about that? No. <laughs> okay, so that? I know my sister got to go, oh, so I got... I, I got one quick story for you okay, uh, about Daniel Bryan. Okay, so this, this, we, we're a very open store. We, we're open to the LGBTQ community. We, I, Shout out to the LGBTQQIA yes. community. Yes. That's my community. Yes, my <laughs> older son is uh, non-binary. Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, so I make sure that everybody, that's it's good. an inclusive store. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how you would say it, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, so this, this couple came in. Hopefully no one gets offended by the story. Mm-hmm. But this gay couple came in, okay. two men. And, they always listen, because I'm very friendly and I'm flirty and I uh-huh. joke a lot uh-huh. with everybody. I don't care if, you know, gay, yeah. straight, I flirt with you. Yeah. And um, they're like, so when they found out I had a kid, they're like, you have a kid? I'm like, yeah, I have a kid. And go, oh, and I go, my, my older son is gay. And I'm like, oh, you're not gay? And I'm like, no. <laughs> they go, really? And I go, no, I'm serious. <laughs> and they're like, prove it. And I go, well, how do you prove it? They go, how do you want me to prove it? <laughs> Like, who's your favorite wrestler? And I go, Daniel Bryan. They're like, oh, you're definitely straight. <laughs> so, like, what, if you said a different wrestler, like... Because at that time, you know, Finn Balor... Oh, yeah. He was... He's the... He's the favorite because yeah. he wears the little tight, oh. and he poses on the ring, uh, and he's got the whole. Yeah. <laughs> and Daniel Bryan at that time, I think it was he had the long scruffy hair. Oh the yeah, like the, yeah. He wasn't as clean. If you see him now, he's he's a bunch yeah. better now. So that guy messages me because they broke up, whatever, mm-hmm. and he messaged me one day during uh, WrestleMania, mm-hmm. and he goes. You know, I'm starting to question you again. I'm like, why now? He goes, well, Daniel Bryan looks good now. <laughs> you said, the old one. The old one. The old one. I was like, it don't matter because he's my man crush. <laughs> yeah, that's your man crush. So I said, if, if, if I go, he's my man crush. I go, I don't care. I got one I'm more. I accidentally locked the door. I got one more question. Me too, one season. Right. I got one more. Okay. Um, what match got you like the most emotional about? Of, like of all time, Oof. uh, the one that got me the most heated was Austin Rock seventeen. Well, like, emotion like you like you felt the match like everything. Yeah. Like, okay. And I got angry because Austin turned on him, and I hate. Oh yeah. But feeling wise, like just like depressing, kind of like this. I would say again, Austin Rock uh, nineteen, mm. because I knew that was. I kind of felt off. That was Austin's last match. Yeah. But the one that always gives me goosebumps is Shauna's Taker, that whole entrance. Yeah. That gives me goosebumps. I like the emotion. It has to be the first, I think it was, I don't know if it was the first match of um, Becky and Sasha. And oh, team, yeah, yeah. When they got the flowers at the end. Yeah. The floor, I was like, dang. Yeah. Like, you felt that match. Yeah. That was like the first time I was ever like, really, like, I'm, I'd be glued, but it was just like, I was super glued yeah. to that match. And then at the end, how he like presented them with the flowers and everything. So I think that's when Sasha got called. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my. I can go back and watch that match all day. Yeah, mine is Austin Rock seventeen. I think because 
Uh, the build-up was just so good, and all the, the false finishes, and just mm -hmm. everything was just perfect. And Rock wasn't overselling the, the stunner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it was just, yeah. I, I was like, I could watch it a hundred times, and yeah. now I get bored of it. Then, you know, and Shawn Michaels retiring Ric Flair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was, yeah. The emotion in that. That's yeah. what we got to get to. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm not saying her. anything, because I don't want y'all coming for me. I'm making her a Daniel Bryan fan. Watch yeah. it. Oh, damn. I'm the Undertaker. That's the only person oh, I know. I'm, 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 I'm going to get her a Daniel Sure. <laughs> you see, I gave you a gift. I'm like, Why the hell is this in my collection? I get this shit. Where did I buy this shit? And he told me that he was like, I'm going to give this to him. And because you know, I'm not a wrestling fan. Okay, I don't right. want to use the F word, but no, once right. off camera, you was like excited. Like, oh my God, thank you. I'm like, whoa, this shit is really serious. That's my man. <laughs> That's your man. Um, one more question. This is my last question. Um, if you was to hire somebody, do they have to be knowledgeable when it comes to wrestling, or are you just hiring? If my main thing is, um, if you can provide the, the customer service and you're willing to learn about the wrestlers, then yeah, we, we will we will hire you. Uh, I I've been my my main thing is I, I want to get the person. We do a lot of young a lot of youngsters because I I feel like because I used to coach baseball, so I missed that culture. Mm -hmm. So I like coaching. So I think that's what the challenge is for me. Like if, like if you came in and you're like, hey, you know, I don't know wrestling, but I'm really good and I'll watch mm -hmm. you. And I'm like, all right, I can coach you to good customer service and at the same time maybe teach you the what you need to make it through, yeah. you know, here. Are you hiring and, right now? Or? I wish. Oh. <laughs> I, got, I got this 16-year-old that I'm teaching right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> he but should soon, maybe. Unless <laughs> a 16-year-old dumps me. <laughs> I'm going to be like, you know what, Dad? I'm done with you. June 15th, he will. That's the he opening. Yeah, he probably will. <laughs> June 15th, he's, he's like, like, I'm out of here. <laughs> he's probably ha in heaven right now because he's by himself in the back. Uh, so he might stay here voluntarily. He might never go home. <laughs> but I, uh, I just... But, but yeah, we, it don't matter here. As long as you know your stuff and everything, and okay. yeah, and then if any 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 Daniel Bryan fan, oh, gay or straight, you call. Don't tell the wife though, because you know you can go out on all these dates. And, oh look, I wanted I wanted to send this for to go out. Oh my God, he's serious. Look, about come to the wrestling guy store <laughs> and get you some Shawn Michaels <laughs> shoes right here. Right here it says size nine. I'm pretty sure he got all sizes. Make sure you get you some Shawn Michaels shoes. He a hater, he doesn't have the socks to match. But I'm pretty sure you might go order them online or something, but yeah, check these out. I don't yeah, we don't have his socks because his socks are pretty cool, so they always sell. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I don't see no Daniel Bryan shoes. So. You know what? <laughs> Just wait. Just wait. We're going to add more Daniel Bryan. You know what? We said we were inclusive, uh, but you're gone now. Get <laughs> out of here. Except, it's inclusive to everybody except Shawn Michaels. <laughs> well, thank you for allowing us to interview you, man. Oh, uh, no, thank you. It was this a lot of fun. fun. It yeah. was. It was very fun. I learned a lot because I didn't know it was... This is real. Yeah. Wrestling fans are very real, yeah. and wrestling is real too. I'll tell you what they, what the, like the shirt, the quote, it says, "Wrestling is real. People are fake." Thank you. I'll start saying that. That's gonna be in my bio. Yeah, and every time I hit him and say the f word, he's gonna he's gonna quote me that. <laughs> thanks, thanks, thanks.